It's the purple vibe. The purple vibe. It's the purple vibe. How you like? How you like? How you like? How you like me now? Ah. <laughs> we got an intro. Yes, 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 yes. Wait, wait. Sound effects, sound effects. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is what you've heard. And yes, that is me. That is my voice recorded twice. (laughs) Harmonizing with myself. Yes, you guys. Oh, my gosh. Now... When you hear this, it will be Happy New Year! Okay, okay, okay. So, welcome. Welcome back. To the purple vibe. Yes. uh, So when you guys hear this, this will be New Year's. So happy New Year's to everybody. Happy holidays. Whatever holiday you celebrated. If you celebrated Christmas, Merry Christmas. All that good stuff. Um, Wow, man. Not only is it a new year. It's a new decade, y'all. It's a fucking brand spanking new decade. And I don't know if you guys know this, but like, it's not just a decade or any decade. It's 2020. As in 2020, hello, oh my gosh, where has the fucking time go? I'm still not used to the whole you know, thing about saying 2000, blah, 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 2000, blah, blah, blah. Like I was kid born in the nineties, like 91. So it's crazy to think that I'm a bridge between the gap of these years between 1990, blah, 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 to 2020. Now, as you've heard all things new for the fucking new year, I hope y'all really enjoy these, uh, this, uh, intro. I worked really hard and did a lot of different little recordings trying to get the thing. I might end up doing three voices because I do love three-part harmony. Like, it's my fucking thing. I love harmony anyway, uh, because I've been a course kid and everything from, like, sixth grade all the way through high, the end of high school. So, uh, harmonies, I really love harmonies and the three part harmony is like the perfect thing for me. But, uh, I was like, you know, I'm gonna do a little something. We might, I might create another intro, but right now we're going to rock with this one. We're going to rock with this. So do you feel it? Yes, bitch. Let's do it. So brand new things, bring in brand new things. Um, it's just going to be a trial run right now, but this is definitely going to be our segments because I have to bring it back, you know, to center. I, I let myself go off on a wild tangent and I like structure. I'm one of those people 
that's like give me something to do tell me what to do what is it like let's focus and that's when I'm at my best self I have not been at my best my best self for (laughs) the decade of 2009 to 2019 um and I've gained over 150 pounds over the course of 10 years. So when everybody was posting all their little, yeah, look at me in 2009 and look at me now, bitch. No, it was more like, look at me, oh my gosh, in 2009. And then look at me now, bitch. Okay, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff that needs to go. And um, so we've got a lot to talk about. But I do want to give you guys the, um, you know, the breakdown of what the segments are going to be. Because like I said, I like structure. I like structure. Focus. Okay. So what is this called, people? The purple vibe, of course. So the first things first is what's the vibe? What is the vibe? That is my overall arcing subject of what we'll start out with. And I will give you a shade of purple that matches that mood of that tone. And today we're talking about all things new, all things beginning. And as far as a, a mood or a vibe to that, um, and a color, a shade of purple for that would probably be lavender. Because things new tend to be calm, you know, calm in the beginning. Everything usually is, like I said, uh, I know that, you know, a lot of people are coming in with a bang, you know, for their New Year's, but... Me, I want to come and bring in the new year calmly to know that I have a plan of attack for losing this weight and this, you know, gaining this hair. Like I've started, like I started my journey, y'all. I started my journey on um, my locks, you know, and they're just curly little cute twisties right now. Um, I'm hoping... I'd say maybe like mid-June, they actually start budding, I'm hoping. Um, My girl Jay has informed me like, nah, girl, it's going to take some time. And me, I'm just like, why? I just wanted to hurry up (laughs) and become beautiful. But yes, I'm introducing to you the segment called What's the Vibe? And right now I'm feeling very uh, lavender. My my room is the color of lavender. Um, and lavender itself brings in the calm. I want to bring the calm before the storm. <laughs> because I know a storm is about to brew in my life where, like I said, going through the motion of having to realize you're going, I'm going to have to lose... 150 pounds that's a whole person people that's a whole fucking person but I know I can do it I what I can say about 2019 is that I've gained knowledge I gained knowledge of 
what's the best steps to take. And I kind of got like a trial and error stage where like I know what foods will work for me and what I absolutely can't stand. The whole thing about everybody that always says about losing weight is like salad, right? Everyone wants a fucking salad. Me, get the fucking salad away from me. But what I can tolerate and what I'm okay with as far as a quote unquote salad would be spinach. I never liked the lettuce. That was the problem. So there's the error, the trial and error phase. And so now I've got to put my plan in motion. I know what, you know, meals will work for me because I did do the challenge. I lost the 13 pounds, but of course, (sighs) I gained all of it back and then some, like 15 pounds more. Let's not go on that. Like I said, I've talked about that quite enough. But um, what I can say is, like I said, 2019 has been a, a learning year. I've learned trial and error. And now 2020, I want to just focus and just be the action. Just do it. Because I've talked about it over and over again, and now I have to put this plan in motion. I have to lose this weight. And it's not even just because plenty of people have always said to me, like, Tyler, you're just rushing it. You can't, you know, can't rush these things. It's going to take time, blah, blah, blah. You will plateau. You will have issues, blah, blah, blah. Like, I got to get it. Like, I've got a time clock on me. And it's not, it's my own pressure putting on myself because by age 30, I don't want to have to have these the same issue with weight and worrying about not just weight and looking good but like my health like I've had health issues um because of this so you know I'm at risk uh for a lot of different things PCOS I've already have it uh diabetes runs my family um you know and I don't want to be a part of that I don't want to have that. So I need to get this fucking weight off of me. It is dangerous. Like, don't ever let anybody tell you that being like, you know, because I understand how people, people think that, oh, well, we're celebrating obesity by, you know, certain things that, you know, are in the media or especially with, you know, uh, artists like Lizzo. And I'm like, first of all, She's not, she wouldn't be an advocate or celebrating uh, obesity. It's more about just the fact that she loves herself and her skin. And, you know, she could be as healthy as a horse. You don't know. You can't look at it just like any person that you look at as far as a skinny person. They probably could smoke their dang lungs out. And you would never know just because they're skinny doesn't mean that they're healthy. Health comes from a overall arcing of you uh eating right and exercising and if you don't do either of those things or you add stuff to your body that you know is not necessary to keep it functioning like all the junk foods or if you smoke or drink and you know all those types of things but it's not necessary um a thing to where you where you're celebrating being obese, but 
you're just learning to to love yourself where you're at and where I'm at I have never been happy um I've been very upset about it over time um and very depressed and that and like I said I gained weight cuz I was depressed you know I started gaining weight in 2010 and then got past 200 um uh, about 2011 August of 2011 right before I went off to West Georgia and uh you know it just skyrocketed from there cuz I just didn't fucking care anymore I was just like fuck it this is what it is and you know, then it's a continuous cycle because then you look at yourself and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm fat. Let me get more, you know, I'm I'm more depressed. So then I just start eating more, which causes worse effects. But that is what we're not talking about today. <laughs> See how easy it is for me to get on a tangent. But I, um, I say all that to say that I'm, I'm bringing in the new year with accepting of the damage that I've caused myself because this is all my fault. You know, I was at a certain weight naturally, um, but I did the damage and now I've got to take responsibility for it and there's nothing else to it. It's not, Tyler, you're ugly and this is, you know, you just need to just shut the fuck up and, you know, deal with the fact that you're ugly. And that part still gets me. Um, I still have to, to work heavily on that, but that's also what I've learned this year. Um, with the, the fact that I have, uh, BDD, which is body dysmorphic disorder. So that was something I learned this year, um, that I have and have to learn to deal with and be able to hopefully get another counselor to, uh, do more work on it. Okay. So... One other thing before I get to the next uh, se- uh, segment that I want to do is that, you know, like I said, we're approaching this with a lavender <laughs> approach. Dating, listen, I think for this year and I I don't know maybe because you never know where life is going to take you like I said but I I do want to say that my main focus is to lose weight like I have to get this weight off of me that is the main goal everything I'm in tunnel tunnel vision mode but I will say this that um you know along the way if it presents itself I will consider it. Um, I have so many angry feelings towards that because of what I've dealt with over the year. You know, my last ex really hurt me. And um, the person that came after that was a blip. I mean, he was completely selfish and um but i think i want to let that go i want to let that anger and hatefulness go towards them not just them i mean like as in men because i've had 
Whew, man. And me and Jay were just talking about this. Uh, we've definitely got, you know, we got to unpack the, uh, the daddy issues, men issues. Uh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be angry towards y'all anymore. Y'all can have it. Like, really, I, I really don't want to continue that on in the next decade. Um, because it's just stressful. And like I said, I don't want to be, you know, the person that harbors that anger and that hate. So that's something I'm really going to work on. Um, and, uh, I think I've gone through pretty much all the stages, <laughs> you know, um, denial, anger, bargaining, depression. I think I am finally at the stage of uh, acceptance, uh, which I've cycled through anger so many fucking times because I've just been an angry person for the past 10 years. So that's got to go. But the next segment that I want to do, um, going back here, the designated dream time. Your DDT. <laughs> Your DDT. Like, listen, we're about to be musical as hell. Um, I am definitely going to come up with like little, you know, musical burst here and now just because it's me. I've, I've missed that so much about myself singing. You know, I just, it's just natural for me to be that way. And, you know, I've just ignored it for, for so long. But yes, this first was a, a uh, dream podcast. And it, you know, because I, like I said, I still have so many crazy dreams. So for your first DDT, designated dream time, um, yeah, I recently had a dream and, and this is, this happens a lot. Um, and I still have to like cipher through what this really truly means. But I've had this dream where I know, like in the dream even, I know that I graduated. I know that I, you know, graduated from college. I know that I graduated from high school. Like I really truly know while I'm in the dream, because again, lucid dreamer, um, that this is a dream and I know that I actually have these things in real life, right? But in the dream... Like, this happened, like, maybe, I think it was, like, Friday night, Friday night, going into Saturday, and I'm in this dream, and I'm walking through these halls, and I'm like, why am I back in high school? And then I'm in my own, my own room, and I get a phone call. And the phone or the person that called me was like a principal or, or a superintendent or something of, of the high school that I went to. And they were saying, yeah, um, 
we're gonna need your high school diploma back because you failed two classes bitch excuse you i do what <laughs> uh no 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 ma'am no sir <laughs> and it was the two classes that i got uh season i actually got c's um and and uh i did almost fail uh geometry and um and chemistry in my 11th grade year and those were the two classes that they were saying that I failed. And I was like, no, I didn't. I know I fucking got a 73 in both of these classes. <laughs> oh, my gosh, y'all. Some of these, I laugh at myself at these because it's, really like, it's a crazy ass dream. But, yeah, I had to go up to the school. I went up to the school and I said, look, I kept these papers. I, I had all these piles of papers or whatever. Um, I don't know why the fuck I had these many papers, but it was a folder and a, and a pile of papers in it. I said, look, it's a 73. You cannot tell me how to fucking take. Well, we're going to take your diploma anyway. So, you know what I mean? Like, and this is not the first time I've had a dream like this. I remember... Like, maybe a couple months back, I had another dream where, like, I was, um, I felt like I was running late. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to miss this class. I'm going to miss this class. And, you know, I'm running, I'm running, running. And, it, like I said, it's a college class that I took. Um, so I was out, I was dreaming that I was back on West Georgia's campus. And I'm running, I'm running, running. And then I get there and they say, oh, you're late. You're late. You're going to, you know lose some points on a test or something i don't know and then i was like in the middle of it i just realized while again lucid dreamer while i'm in the dream that uh bitch you graduated in 2014 <laughs> what are you doing what, what, are you, what are you doing so you know i i don't know i guess this is like a representation of like I want to say imposter syndrome because, and if you don't know what imposter syndrome, it basically is where you, you've achieved, you've achieved a diff, like a lot of different things, right? You've achieved so many things in, in your lifetime and whatnot, you know, maybe you're an athlete or something like that, or you're just really smart and you've obtained a lot of different scholarships and, and things like that. And it's a feeling where like you really don't deserve these accolades and, and awards where like you feel like you feel well yeah you feel like an imposter you feel like this is not really true this is not really real I couldn't really actually do you know these things and be this person and and, and, and obtain these goals and, and and things like that and uh you know it just it just feels like you really didn't deserve it. And I'm guessing maybe my mind keeps going back to these particular places. Like when I went to West Georgia and when I uh, was in high school. Because those were years where I, like I said, especially high school, I was just fumbling around. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I, all I knew is that... I had to graduate 
and I had to make sure I kept my grades. And that was the only thing I had because everything else, like the social world, like I missed out on so many different things, not because I was truly focused on my grades, but just because I was a loner. I still am a loner, <laughs> you know, um, I'm a loner at, at heart, uh, and it sucks at times realizing that, but, you know, and I started to think, you know, because when I first took the, uh, I can't remember what it's called, Migers-Briggs, one of y'all know what I'm talking about, the E-N-I-F-J type of, yeah. And that was my thing. It was E-N-F-J is what I was. And I'm like, now I'm, I would completely say that I'm an introvert, which is the, I, the, the E versus the I. But I guess if I were at my best self, I would probably still say I would be E-N-F-J because at my best, I am sociable. I am, uh, you know, I feed off of people's energy and I actually, you know, I'm just going to fucking say this, uh, despite of the whole thing about the, the imposter syndrome, um, I'm actually a really funny person and, you know, it's crossed my mind and I've had dreams to a, a time or two about doing a stand up, you know, comedy act maybe once, you know, maybe I'll push myself that might you know what that might be a goal for next year to just go to an open mic one night and like do like one little amateur like uh comedy thing because like a lot of bullshit has happened to me and a lot of shit that's that's happened to me can actually be laughed at now so I don't know maybe that'd be something I might try to do but you know that's the thing I don't know about that, uh, you know, like I said, about the the imposter syndrome thing. I, I definitely feel like, um, you know, I just kind of skated through school because, like I said, all I had was, you know, focusing on the grades because, like I said, I didn't go to prom. I didn't do... Um, more than half the, the social stuff that people, I didn't even start going to parties until, um, until, until college. And, you know, some people would be going to parties while they were in high school. And I'd just be like, y'all actually went to parties? Y'all actually did this shit? Like, like on some teenage movie shit? Like y'all actually did this? Well, my ass was just sitting at home um, watching the Friday night lineup <laughs> on, um, whatchamacallit, on ABC Family or, um, whatchamacallit. Ah, I forget. There was another, oh, was it the, the, no, well, it used to be the W&B and then it, uh, changed to UPN 69 or something like that. I can't remember. It was some TV show or some, or some TV network like that. And they had like a Friday night line up and that's that would be my fun with a good old bag of mcdonald's okay <laughs> but now our next segment 
Um, like I said, I'm just trying this. Like I said, well, we're, well, this will this will become a normal thing. This is just the first time you're hearing it, so I'm introducing all of these. But you know me, and if you really know me, you know that I am very into poetry, and I haven't read none of my shit really out loud. <laughs> um. But I think it's time to start reading some poetry out to y'all. You know, like I said, if I'm if I'm ever get it out, then I might as well just have it out. And I think we'll start with. Let me see. Do I want to start with that one? This will be called the uh, the poetic corner. Okay, get your snaps up. Okay, snaps, not claps. Okay, snaps, snap. Mm hmm. That snap. <laughs> the poetic corner is provided by me. <laughs> so yes, um, I read one on here to y'all before called Undone. That was one of my one of my favorite poems that I've ever written. Um, let's do this one. So backstory behind this this is called the industrial oasis um i went on a date with someone a date like literally one and let me tell you something it really wasn't a true date because that person ended up being com a complete asshole but i will say that this particular date it had a a uniqueness to it that i wasn't used to um this person you know wanted to like because he he was a skater and he wanted to um you know take me to this place where like only skaters go you know it was like this exclusive like idea and it's basically this park or not even a park really it was a I really wanted to say it was a dump, but it's, it was this, like, industrial-looking uh, pipeline cave-like place behind this this uh, grove of trees um, in front of, uh, or behind a grove of trees and behind, or in front of a, a store. Like, there was a store, and then the trees, and then this um, industrial park per se behind it where all these kids used to skate and this date happened ah this happened 2014 yeah this is right after I graduated college and um you know this guy was just like I said he ended up just being a, a complete asshole but you know that's neither here nor there there was poetry behind all of that so enjoy Industrial Oasis. Time is consistent, but not in this hoop. We find ourselves in wandering, being trapped in this space where we were sucked in this vacuum that holds us together. We looked around this spot filled with old times, old vines, twigs, and weeds, a hole that could go to the edge of the earth. Some of the pieces are filled with others' markings 
as they have traveled to this spot to escape. Birds flying, babies crying, cars honking, lights changing. You and I only hear the sound of our laughter. Touches and moments of awkwardness graze between us. Not exactly taking or making sense of this tunnel we have put ourselves in. A paradox of chaos and calmness. Outside, the world seems to roam briskly. Cars stream by as the highway near us bustles, buzzing like the beehive with the workers that work nine to five. Traffic causes them to stop the flow just as still water of a pond. You and I hold on for a moment. This, last, this won't last. Soon we too will go back in time. Be as we once were with our worlds not colliding. But this moment, this field we have found ourselves in, stolen away in the spot that held so many others' dreams, hopes, and desires. Memories are engraved in each plot of territory. Dubs that complain, or excuse me, dubs that contain the stain of passion dripping of the ink and lines, each peck planted and parted lips, and tongue that glazes it to twist into the frame of this paradise that laid in from heaven to earth. You and I, our time will expire, but this moment was bliss captured for what it's worth. Nothing will take me to a higher plane, even if in my life you no longer remain. <laughs> like I said, I want y'all to snap. <laughs> but that was Industrial Oasis. And the some of the lines are very telltale of the particular spot that we were at. So like going back to the part where I said... Cause I'll break I'll break some of these down. I think we should do that too. Um, da -da 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 -da. The hole that could go to the edge of the earth. So in this industrial looking park, like I said, we're surrounded by cement, and you know he pulled me up onto this platform, um, and told me not to look down because on the other side of where I was standing. There's this huge gaping hole, and in the bottom of it, there was, like, a bunch of, like, random tires laying down there. And so he, you know, led me to the side where there was a bench. So we walked around the big hole, and then he took me to the spot where he had um, graffiti. Like, there was a ton of graffiti all over the, the park and everything. And uh, when we got there, there was, like... There was like a couple of people that were there, but they had just let they were just leaving. And so then we sat down and whatnot. And there was a part of this that made the date like kind of like, oh, this is a nice feeling. Because there was a moment where like I wish I would have wrote that too in the in the poem, but there was a moment where like we're standing in this kind of like this bushy, you know, area where there's a lot of lush bushes and, and you know, uh, trees. 
and it's kind of creating like a funnel. That's why I said in the in the poem about the funnel. Um, and then just as he's leaning in to kiss me, like these birds are starting to fly away. Like it was like a like a video esque type of moment. Um, so I can say for that reason only that was like an artistic moment that I had but the person <laughs> the person was an asshole um, but anyway so that was your poetic corner okay wasn't that nice <laughs> all right and so the last segment you know similar to like I said uh, what I had when I was talking about the message in the bottle. Well, this is your mellow message. You got to put on the voice. Do you hear it? Do you feel it? Great. Good. Okay. <laughs> so, the message is that for New Year's, we always do you know, these New Year's resolutions and then like the first three weeks of January, everybody's filling up the gyms and everything. And, you know, what's the big secret? Everybody wants to know how to do it. You know, just, you know, you could do what Nike says and just do it. But, you know, I won't say that either. I will just say and I'm going to talk about this more on the next episode, the whole love yourself thing. We talk about it so much. And I, I'm telling you right now, it gets on my fucking nerves. Like, I'm one of those people that are like, fuck you. I don't want to hear about love yourself. Okay. Like, it just, I don't, it doesn't sit well because it sounds so fucking cliche and yada, yada, yada. But what I can say is that you should care for yourself. Because the reality is, you were born into this world alone, and you're going to die alone. You don't take the people with you once, you know, you're, you're on your deathbed. And so, with that being said, while you're here, you should want to take care of yourself. I like the message more of taking care of yourself than loving yourself. Because, I mean, if you really intertwine the two is basically the same thing but to me it's not to me my message is to take care of yourself and to care for yourself because I've cared for so many others way better than I've ever cared for myself and if I had done so the reversal way and I cared for myself more then then I would have been way better off and so my message is to care for yourself. And I'm going to definitely take care of me. Um, will I love myself? I, I hope so. I hope one day I can say that I love myself. Um, I've cared for myself enough to get rid of those that did not serve me and did not love me the way that they claimed that they did. I took care of myself enough to um, get rid of any any person or, you know, anything that just did not um, serve me. And as far as I'm 
as far as I'm going with this, you know, McDonald's and me, like we've had, and it, and it's sick, it's sick to say, but it's been my vice for so long. And, you know, when I was talking to my therapist one day, you know, and she was like, it's like a marriage. It is like a marriage. You know, you, you've chose this thing, whatever it is, you're, you know, your body is chosen this thing whether it be um you know drinking or smoking or um you know hopefully not drugs drugs you know but but McDonald's to me is a fucking drug and I have to sober up and you know not to to spread somebody's business but I know someone who I met at one of the McDonald's that I used to go to and I'm I just want to say I'm so fucking proud of her she had a very bad drug problem, you know, and uh, she has brought herself up and has been sober for, I think she said a year, um, a year or so, I'm not sure, um, but I'm, you know, just looking at her and I'm like, I met her at this McDonald's, right? <laughs> I met her at the thing that that's causing me the the toxic issue and that I've looked to for um feeling better when I'm down, you know, it's it's a true hard addiction and she who was I, I don't remember what drug it was, but I know that she was addicted to some type of hard drug and she pulled herself out of it. And that's what I want to be able to say for myself that I've pulled myself out of it. So, yes, there is a whole, like I said, love yourself, love yourself, love yourself. Oprah has built an empire based upon it. There's so many therapists that say it. And of course, like I've had like five or six therapists that have said that to me. Um, we've talked about it on, on podcasts. I've talked about it on Jay's podcast, but to me, my thing is, like I said, I, it's going to take a while because I, like I said, I don't really fucking like cliche shit. Um, so I can't say that I love myself, but I will say that I'm going to take care of myself. And that's my message, my mellow message to you guys is that uh, take care of yourselves because you're all you got. You are all you got. You got your friends, you got your you know, husband, wife, you know, baby mama and baby daddy, whatever. <laughs> Aunties, cousins, all that shit. You've got all these people that surround you, but at the end of it all, you're on your deathbed. It's just you and whatever, you know, um, things that you've dealt with in your life it's just gonna be you so you hope you know I hope you guys as well as myself I hope that with that that we all um learn to take better care of ourselves and in 2020 2020 you see the vision yes that is the main thing I really I want to see the vision I want to see the vision of me getting better and me getting stronger and me getting off the fast food and you know getting rid of this addiction and 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 
you know, getting stronger and stronger and, you know, getting back to things I used to love to do, the belly dance, to sing, to, to write, all of it, you know, I just want to get back to all of it. I want to get back to being me, the real me. I'm out. I'm not about, I'm not about to cry. I'm not about to cry. I'm just saying, you know, I want y'all to know that I feel this. I feel this. I feel this. I want this year to be a year of action. I want to see the vision clearly of me getting back to where I really need to be and where I want to be and to be better. So with all of that being said, darlings, yes, I'm going to call you darlings because that's just, again, something that I used to say all the time. So we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back to me and what I'm, this is the real personality of Tyler. Okay. Or in other words, Miss Pretty Purple Princess at your service. Okay. All right, darlings. As always, stay good.